Oh, I, I wanted to show you this real quick. Real quick. I, I really thought we were going to uh, get there. This <laughs> oh. I know, we're so close. There, uh, you, yeah. But let me, I just, I need to show you this. I need to show you this because it's <laughs> the best thing ever. It's called, and then I was like, dot co. You can make a GIF of yourself. So you allow the camera. Oh, I do this anyway. Click record. <laughs> oh god, that's really funny. Oh my gosh. And then you download it and you can put it on your slides really or oh, like I did it my this gosh. morning. What is I put it? it on my Google Slides. It's hilarious. It's so good. So my and Samsung was, like, was amazing I was because like, I could where teachers rethink student engagement with Jamie Halsey, Fabian Hoffman, and Scott Kazarian. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Rebel Teacher Alliance. So excited to jump in. Uh, we have a lot for you today. We're going to talk about resources we're using in the classroom, uh, things that are going on as we are. Maybe some of us are in spring break. Some of us are leading up to. We can sort of see spring break. You guys can sort of see spring break, right? Kind of. Kind of, sort of. Sort of. Kind of, sort of, taste it. So at the six. recording, you have a week and, yeah, six days total. Six yeah? days. Six, six work days. days. Yeah. yeah. But who's counting? Yeah. Who's counting? I ha- My spring break started on Friday, and we only get a week. And for whatever reason, it's not even close to Easter. I don't know why. It's like it's like way out there somewhere. Because I don't think he wins Easter. I don't Easter even know. Like really far away. Yeah. No, it's like, like April. April. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I, I'm on day four, like, of the weekday. And I finally feel like I can breathe a little bit. So I'm, yeah. I'm very looking forward to day five, like for the Friday of spring break, because I feel like Thursday yeah, of spring break yeah, really felt like I could breathe. Because I, like the third quarter blues, so this is my fourth year. My third year, oh no, my first year we ended going to COVID. So that was like spring break, COVID. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. I remember that. You were in my classroom and then... Then you and then I was gone. I don't, did I come to virtual? I, I can't remember if we Sometimes. did virtual. I don't remember. I remember you being in meetings, yeah. but not really. Nine meetings, hours of meetings just every like day. I just, wow. Or every week. I just remember <laughs> wanting to die. Uh, okay, we got off track. Then, then years now, two, three, and four, I feel like third quarter blues are just... So this is the first time it's I feel like I, thing. Yeah. I planned for it a little bit. I recognized the symptoms of my crazy and went, okay, slow down, Scott. Just stop. Don't like the question was always, do you start a new something before spring break? And the answer yeah. should always yeah. be no. But for the first couple of years, it was like, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. And then I'd want to cry yeah. for doing that. This year, I did not. I was very proud of myself. Good. Yeah. How did that feel? I still wanted to cry, but it was like um, a different level of <laughs> tears. Yeah, yeah, it was a different level of... <laughs> like if you could just burrito yourself in a blanket yep. for like a few often, days, yeah. then yeah. it would be okay. It's a large blanket, yeah. but yes. Yeah. Like absolutely. maybe no actual tears, just the blanket and some tea. <laughs> oh. It needs to be the XXL <laughs> It really does, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I to, to make feel myself really get all hot and sweaty already. To, yeah. Wow. Uh, so I have spent <laughs> spring break uh, 3D printing. 
I brought the 3D printer home. Dude, I'm so jealous. And been tinkering. Like I, I told you already. Yeah. I'm so jealous. This looks so good. Uh, you shared it on on the Twitter yeah. machine. You'll see it on Twitter. Your and, Star Wars uh, panel. It's uh, yeah. So, so I had a panel that I was working on, like layers, because I'd never done that, and I wanted to do it. And I got like one, oh, like 90 percent done. It was like not perfect, but nothing ever is. And then this, I was like, you know, I'd love to light it up and make it have some sort of like interactiveness because the buttons don't press they just light up it's like the door panel i took a picture at galaxy's edge and turned it into this so this is kind of the culmination of like oh when did i go let's see i won the award last year back yeah i think it was last summer right (laughs) i know when it was it was i know we already knew (laughs) that was seeker on that you guys i don't know what that yeah, so I when I was there, no, I I did not fall you, for that. I don't know. I, I think did, you did. I, for the record, <laughs> no. But I took the picture anyway, then. You won the and, last year, and you went into this spring break. Okay. My goal was, and it's really helpful for me because I think otherwise I wouldn't like know what to do with my downtime as much. And so this yeah. is giving me a little fun over the break to to tinker. And so I've lit up all the lights, and then I'm working on like a yeah. what is that? Like a light sensor activated something. And with Sensor, our friend, right? Ms. It, Ms. then it generates sound. When yeah. So uh, Jeremy Cedarquist, one of our friends of the pod, Hi, Jeremy. Uh, was, was going back and forth with us as well and uh, had a really great idea for like a infrared. Well, he called it like supersonic something, which sounds way cooler than infrared. So I'm just going to call it supersonic. Yeah, it's actually uh, yeah. infrared. Uh, but uh, some sort of like uh, when they walk by it, it'll make a, right now it just makes an R2D2 sound, but I'm working on it. Check out Twitter, see some of the pictures. Yeah. But that's what I've been doing over break, uh, as you guys have been slugging yeah, it away I'm at really school. I'm frustrated with with 3D printing because every time I do something, my, my 3D printer is just like, there's something wrong with it, I feel. Because every time I try to print something really flat, it turns into a boat. It's not flat. It's just like... Were you printing a, a boat? Warped and I... No. Oh. Uh, no, not yeah. this time. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> But it's just, I, I try all the settings, it's just not working, and it's just getting more and more frustrating. So every time I try to fr- print something flat, I'm just like, I'm just not going to do it, because it's just going to work. Yeah. And it's like, I have not used this thing in so long. So I tried it again, because I got all inspired by you. Tried to print it yesterday, I lifted it off the, the build plate, and, and hoped that by creating like a a, a, a raft, yes. or whatever it's called. Yeah, a raft, between, that was very good, like good supports. job. Thank you. Um, that it because it's a little bit higher, it's not going to warp as much, which was true. But then I come into my classroom this morning and it said that the filament got stuck and oh. the filament jammed. Oh no! So it's like you almost were there. <laughs> yeah, and then you cannot restart it because if you do and it's been cold for that long, it's not gonna like stick to it yep. anymore. So it's just like for the trash. And There's gonna be that it's ugly like line hours to print. That ugly line yeah, that exists, and, and you're like, oh, I hate the ugly line. Yeah. So now I have to redo it yet again. And the funny thing is, then I, I checked the filament. It wasn't really jammed. So I don't know what happened. I had to take apart my extruder because a piece got jammed in the wrong place. And luckily, mine is... Yeah. I mean, luckily, all 3D printers are are fairly easy to take apart, tinker Pretty with, and put easy. back if yeah. you watch enough YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I do with my throwaways? I don't know if I've ever said this on the pod. I have... Uh, our family has big pretzel barrels that we that we eat a lot yeah. of like pretzels from Costco. I've told you guys this already. Then okay, did no, I tell you? No judgment there. Oh. I think you mentioned it, and you you leave your your misprints in there. Right? I do, and it's my bin of failure. So I, I always like refer to the bin of failure as like 
that's not really failure because it led to all the successes that we had after that. And yeah. these are the things that we learn from. And so like I'll pull one out that a student had. I'll be like, hey, well, what'd you learn from this? And they'll be like, oh, well, I didn't put the, yeah. I forgot to put the glue. And I'm like, okay, great. Now that's not a failure then. That's like a, a learning opportunity. So I use yeah, that. Yeah, that's a really good idea. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, yeah. I fail a Sometimes lot. Sometimes he has good ideas. <laughs> so the, I'm going to need another bin soon. It's kind of getting full in there. Yeah. All right. Well, let's talk about, since I'm not teaching right now, let's talk about what you guys are doing in the classroom because there are some big successes yeah. and things you guys are doing. Uh, Jamie, you want to go first? Okay. So last night was open house. So that's you know, another kind of box to check off. And so it always feels good to kind of get over that hump. Uh, so, so open house for elementary is like common that it's like twice a year or is this only once a year? So we have back to school night, which is informational oh, okay. for the parents. And then open house is just like a open time where the parents and the kids can come into the classroom and the kids basically show off their work. So that's, oh, you know, so it's just like a family event. Um, yeah, back to school is meet your crazy yeah. teacher. Open house is like, see what your yeah. crazy teacher had the kids yeah. do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. it really yeah. is about them, you know, and I just try to stay out of the way and let them do their things. So, you know, we got the classroom all set up yesterday and they created a little checklist that they wanted their families to um, kind of do while they were in the classroom. Oh, that's and smart. I like that. Like a yeah. mission kind of to get yeah. done. Oh, I like that. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. And then um, I also had them kind of organize their Google Drive and pick like their top 10 projects that they like digitally uh, and put that in that drive. Mm -hmm. And then they had some things that were on the walls and on their desk. Um, but yeah, it was nice. And the kids really, I mean, they really like showing off their stuff to the parents and it's just a fun, happy time. And I had a good turnout, so that's what nice. What about, have you ever thought about doing digital portfolios with your kids, like teaching them how to use Google Sites? Yeah, I actually did that last year. I just was like okay. kind of lazy this year, so I didn't do it. But okay. uh, but yeah, I have done that in the past, and it's really nice actually. just collects everything. And um, I did yeah. find last year, though, when they did it, like – they, um, it kind of monopolized the time because the parents want to look at every page mm -hmm. and open everything. Um, and so I, I streamlined it a little bit so that way they could make sure that they visited the science classroom and we have like an art show and, you know, I didn't want it to monopolize yeah. everything. So, um, Smart. so I think next year I will do, uh, go back to the Google site, but then limit like what they put on there. So that way I get the best of both worlds. Just say like your, your top five. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or one from each category, like, you know, a math and, yeah. you know, so that, that was, I think that's a good happy medium. Well, Fabian, you put something on the wall today too. It's kind of like if, if you were to have an open house, your students could see. Or your parents could that see. There could be something the parents yeah. could see. Yeah. So not just rebel teacher or rebel like uh, Star Wars flags. Yeah, not just Star Wars <laughs> stuff. Not just not just my stuff. Um, which don't touch my stuff. Um, <laughs> no, I. <laughs> His classroom um, is not friendly to children. No. Don't touch the things. No. Just come in and sit down. This is not the way. <laughs> yeah. Sit down. Um, uh, so I was working with them on the brick builder thing, the EMC to learning one. Um, where they had to write an essay and then they could build like their Legos, take a picture of it, put it on a Google slide deck and make it look like a um, Lego box. 
Um, so here's what I liked about it. A few years ago, I did uh, a session on creativity in the classroom, of fostering creativity. Um, and one of the things that I talked about was that, um, and I was doing this back then already, I haven't done it since, but one of the things I talked about was to foster creativity with kids is you have to kind of decouple grades from the final mm -hmm. product a mm -hmm. little bit so that you have, that kids are not like limited by, oh my God, if I don't do this right, my grade is going to suck, mm -hmm. right? So um, one of the things I did was, so for, for this assignment, I had students write an essay, do the research, everything that they needed to do, which is what they graded themselves on, and then the cherry on top that everybody wanted to do, but not everybody got to do because some of them took longer with the writing, was the, the brick builder thing. Um, and even though there were some that did not finish their, their Lego project, at least they finished their writing project. Yeah. And that was also one of my goals um, this semester because last semester was such a cluster with like getting them to turn stuff in that I did not have this time around because it got kind of separated um, because all they need to do is grade themselves in the writing and then if they had the time, they did their brick builder thing. It was like a bonus. Um, having said that, exactly. It's kind of like, yeah, it's like if you have the time, do it. If not, no big deal. At least you got to have your writing done. Um, having said that, the stuff that they turned in was amazing. It looked mm. so cool. I posted it on on the Twitter. Yeah, we so saw it on Twitter to check too. That out, mm -hmm. Just check one. Um, they some of them did some really cool stuff. Some brought like uh, they used like um, I, I think one group used uh, they built a, an apartment complex because the Romans invented apartment complexes essentially. Oh, that's cool. And so they took, yeah, they took. Um, Lego pieces from a Hogwarts Lego model and just rebuilt it and turned it into a, an apartment complex. It looks so cool. I love that they brought their own stuff. Um, then another group built like a... I also had them use Minecraft because oh, not yeah. everybody wants to build like something on... Uh, with Lego, and it's still blocky enough that mm -hmm. you kind of you can kind and of. And they want to tell their parents it's homework, mom. I'm working on homework. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, I mean, why not? Why yeah. not give them that kind of yeah. Trump yeah. Card a little bit? Right. Um, so you can see that. But the kicker were there were two students who worked together, who um, used AI to create Lego images. So they said, oh. create a Lego model. Uh, of the hypocost, the Roman uh, invention of the hypocost, and then it did, and they used that as their thing. And I'm like, that is actually like really smart. Yeah, like, yeah, that's a did, great use. Did, of they, it. did they tell you what they used to make it, like Dolly or? They used Dream.ai, which I don't think is the greatest uh, version of that, but it worked. Um, I think what I would do different is if. If students use AI, I want them to give me the prompt that mm, they used. That's smart. Or the different variations oh, of yeah. the prompts. So they could they there's kind of like a trace of what they were doing. Or they could just like screenshot the whole page or something, yeah. Mm -hmm. Give or you like, all or the Or like data. screenshot like or download all the different versions that they had mm -hmm. or something like that. I think I that's what I would do different. Um, because it takes a while to get like a really good image that, that looks um, convincing mm -hmm. and you could do a whole so. low cog one too to introduce the, all your students to that as a possibility like i teach my students how to use canva and i was messing around with photoshop express and i was like oh there's kind of some fun yeah. stuff in here that could be cool for my students 
and I believe they can have student accounts. So I was like, oh, I wonder if I could kind of introduce them to this. So you could introduce them to that and show them what you want yeah. and what you want it to look like in like a thin slides or something. Yeah. That could be it's, cool. Yeah, it was fun. It's a really fun project. I'm not as frustrated as I was last semester with them not turning in mm. stuff. So that really helped a lot. <laughs> That makes um, a difference. A so less frustrated Fabian is a better Fabian. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Jamie, you were going to talk about so, yeah. SOS. You want to talk about it? Yeah. So this is a resource from uh, EMC2. It's a kind of a crazy resource. So um, there's this. like crazy resource. I do. I know. It's basically the students are in, are have to complete. 50 slides. It's basically 50 slides is what it is. There, the, the theme cool. of it is kind of you're on this spaceship. And there's these mm -hmm. parts of the spaceship, like the holodeck and the captain's area and stuff like that. But in each of those, uh, there's a different activity. So, for example, the captain's mm -hmm. chairs, they have to do um, story cubes to, um, about the unit of study. There's another one mm -hmm. um, where they have to just list uh, something that they learned from the unit. Um, and then there's yet another one where they're comparing and contrasting or connecting it to old learning. So it's all like embedded like with, con you know, in content. Um, but the crazy mm -hmm. thing is, is all the kids are simultaneously trying to get this entire slide deck built um, together mm -hmm in order to kind of repair the ship. And then periodically okay. throughout the um, session, as they're working, these little emergencies will come up. And so they'll be like this randomized question about their content. Like, okay, there is a breach in this area of the ship. You have to give me the name of five of the California missions, and you've got two minutes to do it. So somebody has to be on that emergency slide putting those things. So it's this Like wacky... wild cards to throw things off. That's really fun. Yeah. And what's really neat about it is EMC2 also built a soundboard. So because this was a spaceship theme, I used the soundboard to create ambiance sounds. Um, mm -hmm. so there are all these different layers that I could add. And then when, um, when we started, we kind of start up the ship. So I'd add like one layer, like, okay, we're on the ship and we start up the ship. And then we add another layer cause we're going through space and we're going faster and faster. And then it just kind of evens out. And then when something, uh, triggers the alarm, there is an alarm that I chose and it <laughs> sounded a little bit different for each one. So it was like, you know. Like ringing and they're like freaking out and trying to, you know, patch the hole or, you know, repair that part of the ship. And um, they had an absolute blast. And I told them that it was coming. And I said, we're going to do this really wacky thing that you guys are going to be completely overwhelmed and and you're going to have to work mm -hmm. together and it's going to be crazy and there's going to be sounds and all this stuff. And um, I kind of thought they would freak out because <laughs> it's, you know frustrating working a with a bunch yeah. of people. It's a lot. And there's so many things to do. And so many things are happening at yeah. one time. They did not. They did not freak out. And so they really huh. had fun. I will say, though, <laughs> the end product was not as bueno as <laughs> I would have liked. 
I mean, they are doing 50 slides in like 45 minutes and having yeah. to work together. Yeah. And so when I looked at it afterwards, I was like, oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> I might have said this on another pod, but I've found myself regularly saying, have we ever done this before? And they're like, no. I go, so they, are you? am I expecting you to be good at it? Like, they're like, no. I go, okay, so just give it a try. The worst thing that you can do is not be good at it, which you already aren't because you've never done it. So let's just jump in and see what happens, right? I totally, yeah. yeah. And that's that's exactly the way it is. Like, I was like, you know, I wasn't frustrated with them or myself or the, the you know, the product. I It was just their first time doing it. And they were ready. They were they're like, ooh, I, we'd like to do that again. And so I think mm-hmm. um, I think I would like to do it again. And then what's really neat is on the MC2 site, they have more than one version of it. So you can actually do an imposter-style um, version, yeah. kind of like Among Us, where you can um, secretly let two students know uh, that they are saboteurs Ooh. and they can come in and write false information and try to oh, sabotage the other uh, class. And the other, what they're doing. Now, that said, um, (laughs) I was like, I don't know if my people would be ready for that um, without a few more of these under their belt. This might be. Yeah, either that or it needs to be like an older age group, probably. I think so, unless it was like just really goofy things that we were putting in there, like last week of school. So it's clear that it's... Yeah, yeah, that it's not, it's really low stakes and... You know, so yeah, but that's and what then we you did were gonna today. steal something from Fabian too, right? Fa- yes. Which obviously Fabian stole stole is a strong word, but you know uses well, as yeah, a regular I'm resource. Borrowing an yeah. idea from Fabian. Yeah. So I'm starting yeah. another you, text you quest, and um, we do have previous text quest episodes. There was one with um, Itzel and um, Josie that we talked oh, yeah. about. Um, and so I'm doing the one that I've done in previous years, but I'm also adding a clothespin bumper car, uh, to that. So we're going to read the chapter. We're going to do a round of clothespin bumper cars and the debate, and then move into our final activity competition. How long does the, how long would the text quest and clothespin bumper, like how long is that going to last? Cause you have a whole day with these students. Like how long are you, you hoping to chunk out for that? Uh, I'm going to build in, I think I have about an hour to kind of get it all done. I think that's plenty of time. Um, So, because the bumper cars are really fast. In elementary school, how long is like the longest you stick with one thing before you move on? Uh, Well, you know, something like that really, it's a text, you're probably looking at like four or five different things embedded in like one novel study chapter. So I wouldn't even call that, like, the same thing. Like, to me, like, clothespin bumper cars, even though it's on the same topic, is, you know, like, 10 minutes. You know, read the chapter that's, like, 15 minutes. You know what I mean? So it kind of chunks itself out. Yeah. And they're constantly Um, moving and adjusting, so. Yeah, and even, like, like the SOS today, I mean, I gave them, like, 50 minutes. They were working on it for that long. They could have probably gone another 15 um, but yeah. it was so, it wasn't the same thing. It was like a bunch of different things at once. So. And then you throw in the wild card and uh, then it like, yeah. And then it's like, and like yeah. Yeah. That's so. Awesome. Yeah. The, the text quest thing is kind of like, you're supposed to do it like multiple days in a row. Mm-hmm. It's not a one day thing. Um, 
the the episode that they were on, by the way, is 121. So if anybody wants to go Ooh. back, it's our third season last year. Somebody's multitasking. Yeah. Yep. I just did a lot of research, guys. <laughs> yes. Just for you. Well um, done, Fabian. Yeah, and it was a it was a really great episode because we really dove deep into text quests and what you do. And and Josie uh, had really yeah, great oh, questions about like logistically, like how did, do you yeah. make this thing work? And it's all had so many great insights too. What she did and um, speaking so it was of Josie, awesome. we yes. just had her yeah. on the side pod, the Edge Protocol. Yep. That was awesome. Yet to be coming, released. It's coming out in like. Oh, shoot, two, really? Two weeks. I mean, I don't, like what? Yeah. <laughs> Are we allowed yeah. to say so that? She My is, bad. She's on, she's ta- <laughs> she talks all about Edge Protocols. Speaking yeah. of Edge Protocols, um, I tried one. I tried a new one. Hey. This, this week. Yep. What did you try? Um, so I, try, I tried an eight part, um, and I'd never done that before, and it's a lot of fun. I really love eight parts. Isn't it um, great? One of the things that, it's so good. Um, so one of the things that you, as a history teacher, try to do is teach students how to describe historical images um, and or just describe images in, in general. That's always been one of the things that I try to teach students. And um, it's always kind of painful because <laughs> they, they immediately want to jump into the oh, this is what's going on, and so this happens and this happens, and, well, and they really go like straight for the interpretation of the image. And so when they do that, they miss a ton of information because there's mm-hmm. just so much going on in some images, right? And so um, with the eight parts, which is the, the variation that um, Scott Petrie and Adam Moeller released in the social studies uh, book, is where they just modified it a little bit for social studies, but it's pretty much the same one as the ELA one. And the idea is that you have the eight parts of speech in there, and uh, they have to find verbs, adverbs, and so on. Um, And they do this all before they start to write anything or describe anything. Um, The only difference really for history is that they have... I don't know what they replaced, but they, they put in time period mm. so that they have to like figure out like when does this take place and then the setting, like where does this take place? That sounds like a 10 um, part, not an eight that. part. I don't know. Maybe they added two more. Well, it's it's eight parts. It's eight <laughs> parts on the thing. They and probably replaced so like um, usually there's a figurative language piece. The genre. Uh, yeah, <laughs> and a three-word title. So they probably... The, Change the, that up. The title is still there. Is it okay? The word title is there, because it's a it's a lot of fun to come up with like strange titles. Yeah, that that's true, huh? Um, yeah, I don't know exactly what they changed, but it's it's a lot of fun. Um, we started with a an image of um, two kids on an ATV, and a grandma behind them, and one of the kids is falling off because they're they're wheeling out or whatever that's called. <laughs> they're doing a, a they pop a wheelie, uh-huh. and so one of the kids falls backwards, and the grandma wants to catch the kid. And so there's so much going on in that image that it's really easy for them to just like say, okay, what are the nouns? Well, there's an ATV, there's a grandma, there's a kid. Boom, they're already done. It's super easy to to find the words that they need. It's great to review like the parts of speech in general because mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of kids that don't know what. No are chance. Or what I was thinking, holy are, cow! I'd have to do a whole class on, on pronouns. And you don't have and to <laughs> actually. No. You you really don't Mm-mm. because it's so obvious. It has like verbs on the one side and then 
the column right next to it is adverbs. So you can like say, okay, the adverb describes the verb. Right. That's really all it is, oh, right? Good. It's it's so clear on that slide. What did you use for your template? Adjective. Did you have like one that you got somewhere? I had one, the the one that is on Edge Protocols, or you just do a search, eight parts, social studies, for example, and then the one that Adam Muller released is like pops up from his blog, I think. Um, I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to sound really, really old, but I just have started searching for hashtags, and that's been really helpful. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, oh, I need like a thin slides. I'm like hashtag thin slides. I'm like, oh, there they all are. Great. Well, Perfect. and what's what's great about it, Scott? Like with your kids and the way I introduce it with my kids is, of course, you have that that picture that's a low cog, right? Low cog yeah. picture. Yeah. Um, but you do the brainstorming together. So that way you're kind of simultaneously teaching it to them. Like maybe you feed them the first one and then they kind of build from there and then you gradually release that responsibility. But you get the word, basically you're generating a word bank and then you have the kids write. Are they doing their own or are they doing it in groups? What you do, Fabian? Uh, I had them, so first I did uh, what Jamie did, just like do the picture together, describe what you see. We wrote all the words down and they copied it down in there uh, on their slide. I did tell the, like the kids that they can write their own if they want to. So you kind of like scaffolding it. You have the lower kids that are just going to write it down the way it is. And then you have the higher kids that can just run with it and do whatever. Um, so it's really interactive that way. And it's really like, fun for for all the different levels that you have in your class um and then they could write it together for this one um, they get together I told them, yeah li- listen if you don't you know if you don't finish the summary part not a big deal i gave them 15 minutes to write the whole thing um and it's like any any edge protocols it's i told them it's all about the repetition the first time you do it you're super confused it's pretty simple because all you have to worry about is like the the words and and all of that when you do it a second time which we did today it already was so much easier because they knew um what types what adverbs and verbs and all that was we only did one word per category which helped them a lot and then i let them go and gave them like 25 minutes to finish it and again i told them hey if you didn't if you didn't finish the summary that's okay. We're going to do that again. Next time, it's going to get better because you've done it three times by then. And everybody is like, okay. They're like, it's just so fun to see them have like no no qualms about it, to not be like discouraged that they didn't finish it because it doesn't matter. They're going to they're gonna do it again and again and again, and they're going to be successful eventually. And they know that. And that is, I think, the power of the protocols too here. Well, and then eventually you can probably, if you had the bandwidth, track their progress and their growth over time. Yeah. Hypothetically. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you really <laughs> yeah, actually, you right. really see to. it. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and I've seen this. And what's cool is you could do this on paper. There are paper templates yeah. that you can use um, or you can do it digitally too. Um, I actually saw yeah. John do this live. Uh, with mm-hmm. children, um, and yeah. uh, oh, actual children, actual Whoa, human real? children, <laughs> yes. Wow. Um, and he mm-hmm. did like three rounds in about thirty minutes, um, and just wow. was like really fast with it. Like, okay, give me a noun, give me da da da, like write this, write that, write that, and then he would set the timer for like three minutes. Like, okay, take those words, just write a little story, or write, just write. Actually, he didn't say it. he actually specifically yeah. says don't write a story. Just write using the words. 
And then the power of yeah. it, though, was to have the kids share out, and they love yeah. it. So then the next round, they really want to share it out. So they're furiously writing um, and, and captivated I, and I writing did the for the share half out, too. Yeah. D- did it, oh, that yeah. makes a I difference. Did, so here's – it does. So I did – I did the, the share it at the end with our image um, that we used for our historical context. Um, it was a, it's called the Martyr's Last Day or whatever, something like that. That was like, it's like an image of a bunch of <laughs> Christians in Circus Maximus. And there's like a lion that's about to attack the Christians. And there's like crosses in the background with people crucified. And it's like really horrible. But um, what I showed them was that within like... 25 minutes they created a a description of an image um that they would not have been as detailed with before if they had not used this and i i had them read it and and every time they hit something that they actually described and that was there i just like showed it to them on the image so that they could see hey you're actually describing this thing you're not telling me what you think is happening but you're telling me well there's dark clouds in the sky. Boom, right there. There's a lion looking at the uh, at the Christians. Boom, right there. Right, like all of that stuff is there. And when they were kids who were trying to be like all bloomy and like make it sound pretty and are making up stuff, and I was like, I can see this. I don't. I don't know what you're telling me. You're telling me they're the the lions are hungry. How can we say this? There's, you can't see that, right? So it's a really good way of just like getting them to see that description of a picture does not mean interpreting the picture right mm-hmm. away. Right. That comes later. That's a later thing. But for now it was great. I love, I like the it. timer too. At the beginning of this, I have a magnetic yeah. one on my board. It's very like elementary yeah. school one, but it works really well for my class. Yeah. But I, I use it a yeah. ton like first and second quarter. And then I kind of slowed down cause it just, I got yeah. tired of it. And then I actually picked it up a little bit when I started doing edge of protocols for our, our side pod but I took it to one of my other classes that I co-teach in, and <laughs> you should have seen their faces when I started a timer. Like, cause you just like, okay, five minutes on the board, ready, go, and they just like looked at me in sheer panic. <laughs> like, but I don't know if it was on our pod or on like one of the books I'm reading, which or on the Marco Polos, cause we we there's so many places we talk <laughs> that I don't really know where, yeah. but. The, the statement was, if you give them an hour, they will use that whole hour no matter what it is. Was that, was yeah. that us? I don't remember if that That's was us. That's John Crippo. Yeah, okay. Oh, so maybe I read it. Yeah. I don't really know. I'm in one of his things I've been reading over break. and uh, Yeah, and it actually, I think, has a name. There's like, you know how things have names, stuff like that. Like, yeah. whatever, I don't know. But if you give them so five minutes, they'll do it in five minutes. You just got to set that yeah, expectation. Yeah, they'll take them, the, whatever length of time, that's how long it will take them yeah. to do it. You give them two days, they will take yeah. two days Which to write Which I'm totally sentence. guilty of. Sometimes I'm like, wow, I cannot believe it took us three days to finish this one thing. Yeah. <laughs> and a, you're like, oh, but it's a, my bad. It's a, it's a tricky thing, though, because I, um, I remember doing a project with students when I was teaching at High Tech High. One of the things I did was I wanted them to create a one-minute video, and I only gave them, like, four hours total because there was, a, like, a lot of, like, High to works different. Like you have like the kids for. I like how you don't say like a previous school. You always reference high tech high as the words high tech. Yeah, because that's the. Yeah, yeah. I have to. Yep. Um, but <laughs> you do. It's true. But, so it's like it's a very tricky thing because it could be too short, and the pressure then is like too much, and they're mm. not doing anything. 
so it depends like you you kind of learn like how much time you can give kids and i'm i'm constantly changing how long my projects are i'm adjusting it making it longer shorter um to fine-tune like the perfect timing for stuff like edge protocols the less it takes the better obviously mm-hmm. Because you have those repetitions in there. Yeah. So that it doesn't matter what happens in the end, whether they turn it in or not is not a big deal. Um, but projects like that, it's like, I, I did it again last semester with my multimedia class where I said, okay, you have two periods to pull this off. And a lot of them did not do it. They panicked and then it just shut down. Mm. So it's like, you know, it's a, it's a very tricky thing depending on the activity or the project. Um, there's for a lot of fine tuning. For special necessary. education, I've so for the edge of protocols where I'm testing them all out, the first time I said five minutes, that's it. I said in five minutes you're done. Now I say, because I've grown so much wiser, I say, we're gonna check in in five minutes and I'll tell you how much time you have to finish. And that has helped them a lot because they know that bell means the Mr. Kaz is going to go check it out and then give you your final amount. Yeah. And that, that seems sense. to have overcome the angst that a lot of my students feel with that initial, like, ah, five minutes. Well, and I think that would work well in, uh, you know, your general ed too, because there are kids that deal with anxiety and sometimes that timer is kind of a barrier for them. Um, and you yeah. know, and I've, I've done that too. Like, I think it's good to be somewhat flexible. Like, it's like the end of a soccer game yeah. when they say how many extra minutes are we going to add on? Yeah. Stoppage time. Just going to yeah. give you some stoppage, stoppage. time. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's really <laughs> funny. All right. Well, do you want to talk yeah. game? I got a game. Are we ready for game? You We're got a game. ready for game. Yeah, Let's do it. Uh, well, so with the booth, the booth has become, uh, you know, really, really fun for games. And I can fit up to like nine and a half people. If you pull nine in chairs, yeah, nine uh, and a half. Okay. That w- usually someone's sharing like the very corner of the booth seat, like it's barely yeah. fitting. That's where the half comes in. Uh, but yeah. it's been really fun to just be able to uh, break up my class into different segments of time, even in a short one hour and five minutes. And so one of the games I've been playing is a Super Mario Kart game. It's called, I think, the Super Mario Kart game. I uh, got it on Amazon. It's got some fun mechanics to it. There's level cards, and they all have a amount of coins on them, so somewhere between 1 and, like, 12 co- uh, coins. Each card is worth a certain amount. And so the, the idea of the game is everybody gets one of those cards, and then you flip them over, and whoever has the lowest card loses a life because you start with three Mario lives, these little chips. So that's like the premise of the game. Mm-hmm. You don't want to have the lowest card. Now, the fun mechanics are if you don't like your card number, you can trade with the person on your left, but you don't know what they have. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to kind of like understand what you have, understand the point of the game, and then if you switch with the person on your left, and then the last person doesn't switch with the first person, the last person actually switches with the card deck itself and discards their card. But so then you then you've switched up that piece. So there's that piece of it where it's kind of fun to trade and kind of take away cards from people. Kind of feels like um, what's the one with the cats? Um, the exploding kids. Exploding kids. <laughs> the one with the cats. I'm so sorry, people. I have like ten of these games at, at my uh, class, yeah. and it's spring break. I couldn't. The one I with mean, the cats. you've got oh like mantises and. I have the zombie version that I just burritos. got too. I know. I can't yeah. even believe I just said that. I'm so sorry to the game makers. <laughs> okay, the one with the cats. No, it's like that. But then there's one more part to it, which is 
everybody starts out with a question mark box, a, a mystery box, and it gives you some sort of mm-hmm. advantage. You could add maybe a couple coins to your card. You could add a couple coins to somebody else's card or take away coins from their card to make yours worth more. Uh, there's ones where you could just like make one person lose a life automatically. And so the game doesn't actually last that long, no matter, I've played it with three or four and then nine or 10, and it's only a, maybe like 10, 10 minute game, and or at least that, the full round of getting everybody out. And I've just learned yeah. over time, just give them less cards to begin with, like only do three rounds or only yeah. do two rounds, even though the rules say do six, you know, so. But very fun, couple yeah. of simple mechanics. Uh, the key for me has been, and I don't, you, maybe you guys could weigh in on this, is that I'm realizing that as the game master, I tend to run the game a lot more than I have to. And so I was realizing that some of my students weren't paying attention to if somebody else was breaking the rules. Uh, and so I stopped. I said, okay, I'm going to actually be here, but I'm not going to say anything. So if somebody's, I, I, I said cheating, but they, they don't know that they're cheating. If someone plays yeah. the wrong card and you don't call them on it, then they get that. So... Like the the crafty yeah. ones are like, ooh, really? So they've uh, they've started to monitor themselves, which has upped the game even more because that's almost oh, like one yeah. more game element yeah. they have to pay attention to is is someone trying to pull a fast one. Well, and that's yeah. really I building noticed... on their social emotional learning too, like being aware yeah. and you know being a good sport and you know and all of that. So yeah. I think that's awesome too. I did notice that uh, in my board game club that because you have a there board are two game adults, club? get out of here. I do. I had no idea. I do. Um, because there are two adults uh, there, they rely very heavily on us to explain things to them. And so they don't pay as much attention as they would. So it's kind of like if they played on if they played that game on their own, they would have to figure that stuff out, yeah. right? But because we're there and we sometimes played the game or um, we we know the rules better and we understand them better. They just kind of like lay back and they're just like, oh, they're going to tell us. Yeah, it's more passive, right? And you're so, like, no, thank you. Yeah, and yeah, so it's it's kind of a it's a tricky thing that we're dealing with too, where it's like, okay, we maybe we have to set up some rules mm-hmm. for this for this class that you cannot have your phone out, you cannot talk to people and whatever because we're here to play a game, not yep. to like, you know. Um, the other element that was back. yeah, go ahead. Sorry. No, the no, no, the no. other int- the other interesting element was uh, students not wanting to punish each other. They were genuinely oh. like, "Well, I don't want anybody," so they'd always punish me. They're like, "Mr. Kaz, we'll take your life. That's no big deal. We don't mind punishing you, but <laughs> we don't want to like socially alienate somebody else in the class by taking their life." I'm like, "No, that's part of the game. You're oh, supposed to, and then you're supposed to laugh at them yeah. once you do it. Like, ha ha ha!" But they're like, "No, Mr. Yeah. Kaz." We'll just take your life. So, Super Mario Kart game, very, uh, very inexpensive, uh, super fun. Just a small box with a bunch of cards. You can really play it on the fly. My students now just grab it when there's ten extra minutes and this group is finished. I'm like, absolutely, go to the booth and play for a few minutes, and um, it's turned out to be really fun. That's cool. All right. That's okay, that's my game. That's our that's our episode. We did it. Awesome! Uh, yay. Check us out, uh, yeah, rebelteacheralliance.com. It was a long one. <laughs> it was. And uh, check out the show notes. Check out our side pod. All of it can be found at rebelteacheralliance.com. And uh, we'll see you next time. Yep. Bye. Yep. Ciao.